Warning, the content you are about to listen to is not, I repeat, not suitable for anyone under the age of 18. This podcast can contain crude humor, adult situations, strong language, and drug references. Sorry, Mom. Listener discretion. I repeat, listener discretion is advised. And also, any music that is played at at any point in time during the history of the bakery, I do not own. Point blank and period. Hope you all enjoy, and go fuck yourselves!
All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Bakery. I am your host, Aaron Baker, and today's episode is chock full of some topics that I have been meaning to get to before we get into our meat and potatoes of this episode, which is the most recently uploaded Extreme Wrestling Federation show, Side Effect Nine. We're gonna do. We're gonna attempt to do a sort of review slash watch along. It's probably gonna be more of a review as I sit here and I watch it with you guys. So before that, though, I have for you guys a special treat. Now, if you haven't noticed on the Bakery Facebook page, the Bakery Podcast now has a logo. And with that logo, we are now on Apple iTunes, baby. Yeah, that's right. The Bakery Podcast has now taken over iTunes and the episodes can be found still on podcast.com if you're not an Apple user or you don't like Apple. And they can also be found on Apple Podcasts. Now, with it being on Apple Podcasts, guys, I need you to go rate and review the the show. It gets me more notices and it gives it gives a chance for me to build a community with you guys. Now, speaking of community, you guys came in mass, in mass with the re- with the last episode. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Over a hundred downloads, guys. It's my most downloaded episode, and I cannot thank you enough. I received a lot of great feedback. Everybody that I had have talked to has liked the episode, and. I got to tell you, when that episode, that episode and the the episodes about the stories of my life are going to be the same raw emotion that you heard in the last episode. Now, I have received no bad feedback from the people involved, which I guess is okay. Actually, no, it's it's fantastic because it obviously reached and struck a nerve with the people that I mentioned, not by name, but by, you know, code name, I guess. But enough about the last episode. With the podcast being on iTunes, I have a very special guest. And the guy who made the logo, Mr. Nate Kidd. This discussion, we talk about what inspires him to do, the graphic designs, and we get into a little Extreme Wrestling Federation. So it'll be a great segue for us to get into Side Effect. Now before we do that though, before I post, before the interview... You guys are getting a podcast exclusive with the music that is starting this episode. It is going to be my new Extreme Wrestling Federation theme song. Actually, not even mine. 
Not even mine. That's right. The Loose Cannon gets his own music. Yes. And I know I said that I wouldn't talk about him in this show, but you know what? He's a good personal friend of mine. So we're just going to we're just going to give him his little 15 seconds of fame and we're going to move right on. Here, ladies and gentlemen, is Mr. Nate Kid. I'm here with the designer. I mean, it was here, but he put it to fruition. This guy right here, his name is Nate Kid, and he's going to he's going to tell you guys right now about his inspiration for doing graphic design, and he's going to tell you a little bit about you know how he's moving forward with this graphic design because I'm helping put his artwork out there right now to you listeners that are listening, whether it's on podcast.com or whichever way you're listening. So, Nate, I'll let you have the floor and I'll just butt in with any questions that I will have. So you just... All right. Um, basically I just got started on this, uh, you know, like video editing and graphic design and stuff like that. Um, I had taken a small, like basic class back in high school it was nothing big or anything major like that. But, um, that is like essentially where I discovered that like, Hey, this is kind of fun. You know, I kind of enjoy this. Um, but it wasn't until recently in EWF when I started editing footage for them that I discovered I legitimately love this. Like, this is just even over uh, singing back when I was really heavy into that, um, into music and all that. Uh, I just I just love this. I can do it wherever, whenever, at any point in time that I want. I really do see uh, like a future career in it. Um, and I'm. I'm just honestly excited for it. I, every problem that I come across, every little happy editing accident that just so happens to occur, it's, I love it all. It's just all good. Um, and really what I would love to do with the editing is get not, I wouldn't say like big or famous or anything like that, but you know, get a, a little bit of money in my pocket so I could take care of my grandmother. Like that's, you know, this is all well and good. It's all fun for me and everything. But the main backbone behind it is I got a grandmother in there who definitely needs some help, who needs assistance. So that's what I want to do. I'd love to get a little bit of money in my pocket so that way she get good medical treatment. So that way, you know, I don't have to worry about us falling behind on bills or anything like that. I don't have to worry about if her government-funded medical falls through one month or something like that. I don't have to worry about any of that. I'd love to just be the provider, make sure my family is secure and safe financially, at least that way, whatever problems do come across, we can deal with them. No problem, I guess is my main focus. Heck yeah. See what you guys don't realize is that, you know, Nate and I, we we haven't really talked so much in EWF because our personalities are kind of the same. We kind of want to be by ourselves a lot, and we can't really socialize very well. But oh. I, you know what? I'm going to say this right now. I res 
respect you for doing what you are for your grandma. That I mean, that hits home with me. I mean, th- thankfully, my grandma right now is in good health. Right. God willing, of course. But you know what? I I respect that 100%. Now, the question that I do have for you, are you the one that's editing all like the EWF videos on YouTube and all that stuff? Um... I'm. I've edited a few. There's some uh, people, uh, as far as wrestlers go, that like to edit their own footage, and I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but there's a handful that I myself have edited, um, just recently. And I mean, you know, it does take me like maybe a day or two to pump out a promo or something like that because you know I I do do all of this every bit of graphic design straight from my cell phone like without even professional equipment I I would say like I don't have like uh like an art tablet or anything like that like there's no programs that came downloaded on my phone I had to go out search myself and get them and I put all them there and uh yeah so it's whatever like there's there's just a few little handful of videos out there currently but i mean of course i'm not going to stop editing i'm not going to quit working on that or anything like that but uh yeah there's a few there's a handful out there that uh i've done um i honestly feel like you can tell which ones i've done compared to others not as far as like oh i'm more skilled or i'm more talented but i just feel like uh my style as far as editing compared to everyone else's is it clearly stands out in my opinion. I, I personally like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm not trying to sound better than anyone or anything like that, but, uh, I haven't, as far as editing goes, uh, I've been the only one amongst our group of wrestlers that I personally anyway, have seen get any type of recognition for the editing. People have shown me positive feedback or stuff like that. I haven't really seen that with, uh, a whole lot of other, people's content that they've edited and you know what the nate knows my character loose cannon and loose cannon is he's barred from this platform he's got the ewf stuff but i have i have noticed you know some people's editing compared to yours and yours sounds yours feels a lot crisper and it flows a little better because sometimes you can tell when somebody you know flubs a line and then they gotta re-record i mean i'll i'll admit you know the loose cannon he's had to do a couple of those where he's had to edit i mean not edit per se but stop a recording you know what my we might as well just get into it you know what the loose cannon did this week Oh, he, yeah. He threw the belt in the river. Well, yeah, he was trying what what he was trying to do was to stop the record recording and couldn't get it fast enough so he could go get the belt. Um but that that's just a prime example of where, you know, editing could have been used, but it also gives that authentic aspect which me personally, I do I do enjoy the authentic authenticity of some stuff like that but with some people it just looks like they're just sitting down at their computer and they're just like well i don't think that works and then their shit looks choppy right that's just just me Um, so um let me think here 
we might as well get into it. How long have you been wrestling with EWF? Oh, hell, that's a old one. I've not been wrestling nearly as long as some of the older ones, you know, like Sean Quinn. He's been wrestling 10 years now, him and Andrew, Brandon. Uh, I'd say I've been wrestling a good maybe seven years now, maybe six, something like that, six, seven years. Heck um, yeah. Yeah, just, uh, but as far as uh, promos, just because this thought is running through my mind right now, uh, as far as the smoothness and everything like that goes, yeah, you'll never see Nate Kid post a promo. It just won't happen for me because I, I don't, I don't like them. I don't, me personally, I don't like how I do promos. I've done them in the past and they are just so bad <laughs> from like my perspective. It's so, oh, yeah, and I, I'll, I'll admit right now, I think the Black Eyed Kid character right now is probably in my top five of favorites. Of course, I'm not going to be biased and say that, you know, the right. Loose Cannon's like the best thing going right now. But, you know, your your character and like the Fallen Star, I, ta- I take a liking to it because I, in my opinion, I think you and the Fallen Star are tapping into a deeper conscience of yourself a deeper a darker conscience i mean can you confirm deny that mindset uh for sure i feel like whenever you know you get into that mindset right before you get into a match you have to become the character that you're trying to portray and for sure the best way to get the most authentic portrait of the character uh, would be to have it as like an extension of yourself, if that makes sense. So for sure, I feel like whenever I'm that, I'm in that Nate kid mindset, I'm trying to scare the crowd. I want everyone to fear me and not like that. Oh, I'm afraid he's going to kill me. But like, shit, is this dude going to be hiding under my bed when I go home? Maybe, maybe you never know. <laughs> yeah. See, now that I think, me personally, that would be a little, little creepy, but you know, I, I like, I like it. I like the character. I like where it's going currently. Of course, I don't know everything. I'm not given a backstage pass and I'm perfectly fine with not doing that because my shit and opinions on the, the product will stay as authentic as possible. Now, now, I'm looking here, and you've got a GoFundMe set up. Do you want to give everybody some information on where to go find that? I mean, everybody knows GoFundMe.com, but yeah, yeah, for sure. Get the link Um, there. Um, if uh you want, I have a YouTube channel, uh, SMC Park, uh, capital SMC lowercase P A R K. Um, I've got currently right now just one video, you know, a little simple editing videos just that I made to, you know, bring a little bit of smile, a little bit of peace. It's just some nature and some animals thrown together and with some, you know, pretty peaceful music over it. It's kind of mellow. But um, as far as the GoFundMe uh, goes, yeah, I definitely started that because I would like to get, you know, proper equipment instead of just doing all this from my phone. and. <laughs> You know, all that. I would like to have like a genuine computer tower with like a decent processor. And I don't need the best monitor. I just need to be able to see what I'm doing. But really, I want to be able to do this that way. I can turn it into a career 
so I can work from home. And the reason I want to work from home is because like earlier mentioned, uh, my grandmother has a bunch of health problems. I gotta be here with her. And at this rate, I really feel like editing at this point is probably my best option. So, you know, like I've been helping her out for six years before I even got started on this editing or anything like that, or making any form of money. And, you know, say this does fall through, I'm still going to help her after that. You know, you love people unconditionally, especially someone like my grandmother, who's been in and out of my life, helping me with any and all problems I've had, you know, like if I've hit a low point, uh, she's been the one there to pick me right back up, you know, so I, I gotta be here for her. And that's just, that's just not going to change. And I gotta, I feel like I have to do something to adapt and overcome. And with that, I feel like editing falls perfectly into place because like I said, I could do that from home. still help her, you know, I don't have to sit down and edit 24 seven. I could sit here and be editing something and she needs help with something. So I'll go help her and come back to it. You know, it's just, in my opinion, it seems like the best alternative for me. Uh, because well, one, I, I have fun with it. Like everything that ever goes wrong. Like, I love it. I just love every aspect about editing. I really genuinely do. Like, it's like the love of my life, but, uh, yeah, I, that's about it. I just, just want to help out my grandmother. Mostly I want to be able to provide for my grandparents. You know, my grandfather is like 60 something years old and he's still out trucking on the road like that's not cool in my opinion he should be retired by now he should be laid back chilling and hanging out you know and he has to sit here and work so really my whole drive is just helping out my grandparents and even further than that um i say i did acquire a large sum of money like i have hundreds of thousands of dollars from editing or something like that you know in the future well, I'm not going to need hundreds of thousands of dollars to survive. You know, all that can get donated or spent on other members of my family or friends or anything like that. So, I mean, really, my goal is just to carry everybody with me as much as I can. Heck yeah, man, that you got a good heart going. So final question and you can um, and then we'll. We'll, yeah, we will close with uh, closing statements, and then I gotta go watch Side Effect Nine for this for this episode. What can okay. we can we expect a more sadistic side of the Black Eyed Kid, or is this as creepy as it's gonna get? Oh, for sure, I definitely would like to go even further beyond the level that I'm currently at. I would absolutely love, this is a for sure podcast exclusive because I've told no one else this. Oh, I would shit. love an entrance where I come out from underneath the wrestling ring. I'm not there the whole day. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it would be a lot. I'm underneath the wrestling ring the whole day. And then my music hits and the crowd's looking at the door and I just come crawling out from underneath the ring. I mean, we'll need a tarp and everything for that, but you get the gist. Right, right, um, right. right. And as far as, uh, you know, creepier, I definitely would like to shoot more promos where I'm not talking, but uh, more or less uh, acting in it. You know what I mean? Like uh, the legend of the black eyed kids is that these children show up at your door and their eyes are pitch black and 
you just don't remember anything that happens after that. That's like the most basic form of the black eyed kids. And so what I would love to do is shoot like a creepy promo where like, um, I don't know, maybe it's the fallen stars house or wherever that creepy bastard resides. (laughs) But, um, you know, I'm outside his house creeping, knocking on doors and stuff. And like, you know, they see me outside the door or outside the window standing at the door, but then they go to the door and I'm not there. You know what I mean? Like random creepy stuff like that. I'd love to shoot um more sadistic promos if that makes sense more stalkerish promo heck yeah uh well i guess this will be my final final question favorite opponent in ewf and why favorite opponent in ewf absolutely has to be without a doubt in my mind tristan sweat no name aka solomon this man, oh boy, you could put him through hell. You could do whatever you want to him. He does whatever you do to him right back to you. It's a great give and take. Any match I've ever had with him has been fun. It's been spectacular. I haven't had one in a long time, and I'm honestly kind of craving it because out of everybody in wrestling, you know, we are out there to have a good time. You know, we're out there to put on a show, but at the same time, we're not trying to kill each other. Yeah, we're trying to inflict damage, we're trying to cause some pain, but we're not trying to kill each other. With Tristan, with Solomon, you get to go all out. Just bizarre, hardcore action from start to finish. I remember one year, we just had a slapping match, and that was it. Like, it was a whole Royal Rumble, and... Here is Nate Kidd and No Name standing way in the back, just slapping the hell out of each other. And they weren't like little cell slaps, right? No, full contact, open palms, straight to the jaw. Like, oh, yeah. Tristan, if you've heard any of the stories of him outside of wrestling, this man can take whatever. It doesn't matter. A quick little story, case in point, is... I don't know who I was hanging out with him, but I remember uh, being told Tristan was hit in the stomach with a kendo stick like 20 times. That's no exaggeration. Oh, my God. Stomach literally like bleeding, busted open, still asking for more swings. And he, oh, he's a beast, man. His pain tolerance is like no other. Hell yeah, buddy. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming on the bakery Oh, pleasure is all mine. I'm promoting your stuff, and you know what a what a heartwarming reason for you to you know pursue your dreams. And I want to make this very clear to anybody that is hearing my voice right now: if you have a dream, just go out and do it. Don't live your life in regret and just say, "Man, I wonder what would have been." Because you're just yeah. going to sit there and you're going to sulk in your own self-pity. Yeah, and then, and then you're, one day you're going to wake up and life's already gone by you. You know, like, the best inspiration I can give is you have legitimately one life that you know you're guaranteed to, no matter what you believe in, religion you follow, it doesn't matter. This one life is the one certainty you know you have, so you have to make it worth it. Go out there and do what you want because you don't know what tomorrow brings. Heck yeah, buddy. Well, again, I say thank you. 
That was Nate Kidd. I'm Aaron Baker. And after this little song break, it's going to be Side Effect 9. All right, ladies and gentlemen. It is time. The wait is finally over. It is time for EWF Side Effect 9. Now, I was originally going to do a watch along with this show, but I'm not really good at those, and I'm by myself, so it would be a lot of just silence and awkward pauses. So I'm just going to give you my review from The Noggin. First segment is a godforsaken promo. I can't stand starting a show off with a promo. It's one of the most boring things to start off with, but I can understand why it happened because Mr. Indies himself, Rob Fatone, member of the FWO, the Fat World Order, or whatever. He gets introduced as now the general manager slash, I believe, owner of the EWF because Andrew couldn't read the fine print. Oh, and I forgot. They put on a pretty good package to get everybody hyped for Side Effect 9. They showed some highlights of some of the matches that took place before the first match. I mean, that was kind of confusing. But whatever. I'm not here to nitpick. I'm just here to do an honest review. I guess that's kind of nitpicking. So the first match of the night is Andrew Darner versus Sean Quinn in an I Quit match for the EWF World Heavyweight title. I said an I Quit match, right? Okay, had to confirm with the uh, consultant on the couch, Amber. And... You know, I got to admit, I really like this match. It was the typical I quit match. Andrew, uh, he bled. Sean, not so much. But let me tell you right now, Andrew beat Sean's ass like he was a red-headed stepchild. Whooped his ass. Great, great, solid match, but I have to nitpick at every thing in the EWF because it's a high spot fest. I need some goddamn rest holds. I'm tired of sitting here and getting up out of my seat and standing and go like, oh my god, holy shit, wow. And then midway through the fucking show, guys, I'm sitting here like, wow, not like I haven't seen that before. Is it time to go yet? Son of a bitch. Shit's gotta change, yo. Shit's got to change. You guys are making it look like I'm watching the fucking WWE. And right now, that's boring as fuck. Just saying. I know and I understand in this day and age, shit's hard to do on and, you know, do your own thing. But god damn. It feels like I'm watching WWE in this bitch. And we're supposed to be different. The only difference in the EWF between in the WWE is... We wrestle, they wrestle outside. That's it. I see them notice no difference. Same people are on the top constantly. Meanwhile, you got the mid-card, the 
bottom half of the card struggling to even get their thoughts in and ideas. Sorry, I'm just going off of what the loose cannons told me. Whether it's true or not, I'm starting to notice a little bit. Just saying. So Andrew goes over in this match because why not? It, ma it makes sense. Even though he didn't have momentum on his side coming out of EWF Reborn 6. So next. Uh, next we get. See. First match was exciting and I'm already fucking yawning. Next match we get is the Viking taking on Silver for the EWF Classic Championship. It was a great match. It was a good match. A lot of. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of butt stuff in this match. A lot of butt stuff. <laughs> Silver, if you guys haven't paid attention, quiet, I'm recording. A lot of butt stuff. Silver, if you guys haven't watched, Silver is the... I don't want to say gay, but Silver is the character that does that is so fucking extra like takes extra to a 10 and viking fabulous. fabulous that's what that's viking that would be not viking silver's word f to describe itself because we don't know if it's a what well i guess you could say that the viking is a little fabulous now because he uh, uh, he planted a kiss on Silver shocked the shit out of Silver Silver wasn't expecting it got the burning hammer one two three but what happened afterwards is a different story we see an appearance by the Loose Cannon. And if you motherfuckers haven't been paying attention to the EWF YouTube page, the that's youtube.com forward slash Extreme Wrestling Federation. Or you could just search that stuff in the search bar. He, the Loose Cannon said that he was going to be at Side Effect and he was going to make everybody take notice. And boy did he. Low blowed the Viking, gave him razor's edge off the top rope, put him in the sharpshooter, took out the referee, and then put him in a sharpshooter on the ring post to make the Viking pass out. I think the loose cannon needs a t-shirt that says tap out or pass out. That's just me. Somebody in EWF, make it happen. Just saying. Just saying. It's, it's a good slogan. I mean, he's already made somebody pass out to his, to his submission move. Just saying. So the next match we get is Nate Kidd. Nate, the black-eyed kid, who we heard... Before we got into this review, taking on Draven for the chain that makes it rain. That's a dumb name, by the way. We should really get that changed. Just saying. It's kind of hokey because it rhymes. 
Just call it the chain. And explain what the fuck the chain is. It's not that difficult. Sorry. Sorry, I don't mean to yell in people's ears, but Jesus Christ, some people just gotta fucking know when not to be stupid. So, I, you know, I like this match. I don't really know too much about Draven as much as I know now about Nate Kidd and his inspiration for his character. And honestly, Draven is kind of a douchebag. I'll just say it. Nah, I'm kidding. Draven, I'd like to get to know you a little bit, a little better. I can't call you a douchebag, but you do kind of have douchebag qualities. I'm just pointing that out there. Just saying, you kind of act like you, um, I don't know, you, you're like the shit. And you're really not. Just, just thought I'd knock you down a couple pegs. Saying, like to get to know you a little better, so I don't have to call you a douchebag. But you do kind of act a little douchey. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, Nate, Nate, kid, he gave Draven the what for? Gets the chain that makes it rain, and we're off in the running. So we get to see here the hype for I believe this is Ultimo. Ultimo Wrestling. Can't can't wait to see what this Ultimo character one looks like, who it is, and how are we gonna incorporate a bunch of motherfucking luchadors? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Cause Okay, alright. Alright, chill. Chill. I know you're chomping at the bit to get on the microphone, but I can't let you do that. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Just the way it is. This is my show. You, you're banned. Sorry. You, nope. Nope. I'm not letting... No. <sighs> okay, back, back to... Back to the basics. The loose cannon was trying to get on the microphone, and I'm not. I'm not gonna let him. Sorry. He's got to get with my lawyers on this one. Um. I don't even know where the fuck I was. Can you remember? Oh, Ultimo. I can't wait to see what the how this is gonna incorporate into the storyline. And I gotta tell you, this is where the show takes a massive shit. And it's because a couple of people. Okay? We get the returning Charles. And Justin. And we get a new character whose name we don't know. We don't know this person. He kind of looks a little tad bit. He looks a tad bit mysterious. And we also get the two luchadors in the ring. Cut the hyping up Ultimo. And that is... OG, OG Crisis, and I about called him OG Phoenix, OG Crisis and Phoenix. And we also get, I forget his name, I'm just going to call him Ray. We get, uh, 
We get Ray, who is the Anytime Champion, and the last time that the EWF Anytime Championship is going to be defended, and it gets defended in a battle royal, that was ass. It was terrible. Not because Charles was in it, not because Justin was in it. It was the new guys that brought down the show. I'm sorry, that's just my goddamn opinion. The thing was put together at the last second from what it looks like. Nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. Charles goes over. Let's get away from this shit show, okay? Mark, I love you, but that was not your best showing. I'm just stating it for the record. That was ass. A-S-S, ass, like your new hairdo. Sorry, it looks like ass. Just kidding, I actually kind of like it. Like it, I'm a bit jealous. Just saying. By the way, next time you drive by my house and you don't honk, I'm going to be a little pissed. And the next match of the night, oh my god. Oh my god. This match was the match of... Of the fucking card. Not gonna lie. At all. At all. It had every fucking thing you could ever fucking ask for in a match. It had storyline. It had heat. It had hilarity. I mean, David James's underwear underwear spot was fucking great. I laughed. I didn't want to see David James's butt, but god damn, that was funny. God damn, that was so fucking great. And let me tell you, these two about fucking killed each other. They're so fucking brutal in the ring that it's great. I'm sorry. The show is not Sean Quinn, and it ain't fucking Andrew. It's fucking David James. This motherfucker carried the fucking... He took the bar, dry humped the shit out of it, came on it, and lit it on fire. That's what he does. I'm telling you right now. David James is the fucking show. I'm, tell, I'm telling you right now, give this man the EWF championship. And he's going to fucking carry the company. The match, you two, DJ, I'm breaking a fourth wall here. DJ, Tristan, I know you're eventually going to hear this. That match was the match of the night. Keep up the good fucking work because you showed everybody it doesn't matter where your spot is on the card. You have a chance to steal the fucking show. And that's exactly what you motherfuckers did. Was steal this goddamn show. Andrew and Sean can say all they want that they had the best match of the card. No, they just set the fucking bar to the point where you guys could grab it, fuck it a couple times, and just leave it lay. You guys had the best fucking match hands fucking down. Hands down. So congratulations. You guys got the Bakery Podcast Match of the Card Award. 
I don't have a fucking trophy, so I do apologize. You're just going to have to take my word for it. So, I believe the next match is the main event. A triple threat match for the EWF Championship. And before we get to that match, we see a returning Kevin Darnell as the fucking hype man and also the referee. Kevin, I love you. I wish you would come back to wrestle. I know you're under some medical stuff. But I do hope you come back soon, buddy. We miss you. And the loose cannon says that he wants a match. Just saying. Just saying. So, this is a triple threat match for the Extreme Wrestling Federation Championship with the Fallen Star... Mr. Wicked and the champion Willow, also known as the Star Maker, Brandon Darner. Sorry, Brandon, I hate the mask. I hate the mask. First thing I thought when I saw the mask, oh my god, we now have Willow. If you don't know who Willow is, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Hardy had an alter ego named Willow that has almost an identical fucking mask than what Brandon has on right now. Just thought I'd have to educate a couple people. I gotta tell you, the last two matches on this card, everybody on the roster needs to fucking watch. Sit down, watch. And take some fucking notes. Plain and simple. Especially the hardcore, the king of hardcore title match. Which, by the way, David James won. Forgot to mention that. But watch. This is why these three are in the main event. Because they know how to work a match. A triple threat match. It's kind of hard to work because you got three dudes. It's awkward. But it is what it is. These guys made made the sh- made the show. I mean, they didn't make the show. Sorry, that was our King Hardcore match. They they put on kind of a clinic for the people that were sitting in the crowd. It was cold. It was rainy. By the looks of it, I mean everybody's in a f- in fucking blankets and sleeping bags. But this triple threat match, I thoroughly enjoyed watching. Can you knock it off? I'm almost done. Yeah, watch your watch Moana. Go watch Moana. Go. I can't even move the fucking playpen. But these guys, you know what? They killed it. And I gotta tell you, and and you know, I saw Brandon after the show. Um, and we talked about it, Brandon, buddy. You have nothing to fucking prove to anybody. Take care of your body. Take care of your head, I should say. Because when you took one of the ladder bumps, dude, I think, if I may be mistaken, you can correct me, but I think you hit your head. 
and knock yourself silly for a little bit. Because, my God, I was worried there for a fucking second. So, at the end of the match, the Fallen Star is now your EWF champion. But we're not finished. The Fallen Star's brother, whom I believe's name is Scorpion, comes out and lays out Mr. Wicked and the Star Maker to end the show with questions. Will we be seeing a Brothers of Destruction-like tandem between the Fallen Star and Scorpion. I don't know. We might we are just going to have to wait for the next EWF Reborn show because I've been paying attention and it looks like it is hype. Just saying. So get ready for that, ladies and gentlemen, because that is going to be the next episode of the Bakery once that drops. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is this week's episode of The Bakery. I want to apologize for not having an episode out last Friday night like I had promised. There were technical difficulties with podcasts.com, and I was unable to log into my podcasts.com account to even fiddle with anything podcast-wise. But the technical difficulties have now been fixed. Thank God. I want to give the props to podcast.com to getting back to me within 24 hours of me reporting an issue on their website. So I want to thank them personally because they are able to keep this thing going. Next episode of The Bakery, I will let you know right now it is either going to be an album review with my best friend Josh or it will be a Monday Night Wars discussion with my friend Jared Ridenauer. We will we will see. We might do we might do both. One as a bonus episode and another as an as a full blown episode. I don't know yet. We gotta see who's available and when. So this has been the Bakery Podcast. I'm Aaron Baker. You are not. And the Bakery is going to close in just one second. I want to say something now at the end of the show that I've never said to anybody in the last month and a half. Not even my fiance, so she's hearing this for the first time. Could you possibly turn Moana off for just one second? Oh, of course you don't have the remote. Hold on, folks. You're going to hear me get up from the chair. Because this is serious. I'm just going to shut the TV off because I don't know where the remote went. Okay. So... My fiance has probably been wondering why I've been so agitated a lot lately. And I got to admit, not a whole lot of people know this. Not even my wrestling friends or, fuck, even my family. 
but I have been going through a really bad spell of depression, and I've gotten used to the fact that I'm hiding it. Um, and I'm admitting it here because this is my platform for me to voice my thoughts and feelings. Um, and it's gotten bad. It's It didn't lead to me quitting my job at um, Aesthetic Finishers. I know people that are going to hear this are not going to understand what the fuck that is. It was a job. It was my job for almost six months. And I have to say, when you're depressed, everything agitates the fuck out of you. And you know what? I might as well get into it now. Because I, sa- I said that it wasn't the time, but it is the time. Aesthetic finishers really got under my skin a lot when they started letting a lot of people go that I was friends with. And I'm not taking that like in a personal note. It's perfectly fine. People don't work out at jobs all the time. But once they started personally attacking me, that's when I had a problem. When I'm sitting here being, when I'm sitting there being the hardest working person and you got three jack offs not doing fucking jack shit and I'm the one getting yelled at because I'm not working hard enough, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And, you know, how some of the certain employees would treat people was uncalled for. And it caught, and it caused somebody to quit. After they got their check. I wish I would have done that. But you know. I had bills to pay. So. Again. I might make this aesthetic finisher story. Into it's own episode. But that that's the gist of it. It got under my skin. How they were treating people. Pretty much like slaves. And. That's about it. I could go into detail on everything. But you know what. Right now is not the time. I, I at least let maybe a month or two go by before I start talking shit about a job, just in case people that still work there listen, which is perfectly fine, if you do, because I made it perfectly known that the Saturday, the last Saturday that I worked at Aesthetic Finishers was going to be my last day. I had made it a valid point to tell certain people, like, yeah, Saturday... It's going to be my last day. And it was because I quit that Monday. I called off. No big deal. But that's beside the point. The point is that aesthetic finishers was starting to be the catalyst for my depression in the fact that I'm being singled out for not working hard enough, which, you know, I already know that I'm the hardest working person that was there. But on top of that, losing my job, I'm not even going to get into the other fucking subject because it's still a sore fucking subject. But for those for those that are in the circle, know what I'm talking about. Um, I already mentioned losing my job, but 
with depression, and I'm going to say this to the people that are battling it right now as maybe they're listening to it or they're just out in the out and about out and about and just trying to live life go get help don't don't do what i'm doing right now and masking my feelings and not talking because that that's just the person that i am and you guys will find out why in a coming episode because i'm gonna let everything fucking just out of the bag not really give a fuck um so yeah, and for people that are going to say this right now, hearing that little tidbit, no, I'm not bitter. I'm far from bitter. It's called, I'm closing a chapter on my life that should have been closed a long time ago, just like I did in the last episode. Just, just saying. But yeah, go, go get some help. Some much, much, much needed help. And talk to somebody. Please, for the love of God, talk to somebody. Me, I'm the kind of person that feels like I'm bugging people a lot when I talk to them. Or, And my friend Josh knows this. Sometimes if it feels like I'm uninterested, it's not because I don't want to talk. It's because I'm going through my own shit. And I don't need to put that on anybody. Oh, excuse me, I was fucking yawning there. But yeah, I've been battling depression a lot and it's caused me to not like a lot of things and not really want to be a part of anything. So don't take offense if I don't talk to you for periods of time or if I just don't talk to you at all. It's not you, it's me. So, with that being said, I'm going to end this episode. I'm going to go to bed. I got to go to work tomorrow. Well, I got to go to work. And I will see you guys in the next episode. So, pay attention to the iTunes feed. Rate, review the show. Give me some feedback. I've got some good shit planned. And possibly a guest... Well, possibly a couple of guests on this sh- on this show. Of course, I just I just have to message them first. But like I said, my name's Aaron Baker. You're not, unless you're Aaron Lee, then you can go fuck yourself. By the way, that's part of the episode that I'm gonna shut a chapter on. Just thought I'd let you know. Yeah, so that's my dad, by the way. Fuck him. So, have a great time, great life, um, job, project, whatever you're doing. Go follow your dreams. Do whatever is going to excite you. Push yourself to the limit. Just live life. Don't live life like everybody else and be bitter go enjoy it now the play out song for this week is uh, is a song that I kind of listen to on a daily basis and it's called and it's also to anybody that doubts me for fucking anything 
The song is called Fozzy, Watch Me Shine. And now the bakery is closed, and I'll see you in the next episode. Give up on her I don't want to